As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. So every dollar saved is a couple of thousand dollars on your valuation. And once people understand that, I think they really learn the true value of a dollar saved while managing real estate. First, a quick word from our best ever partner, PropStream. PropStream is an all-in-one platform that gives you the tools you need to reach more leads, book more meetings, and close more deals with less work. With PropStream, you can find vacant and off-market properties in seconds, nationwide or specific to any zip code. You can skip trace owner information, find cash buyers specific to an area, and find other investors to potentially partner with or fund your deals. PropStream provides you the comprehensive data and market insight you need to be at the top of your real estate game. PropStream also features state-of-the-art marketing tools that allow you to send out direct mail postcards and ringless voicemail. Even if you're not in real estate, PropStream can help you locate high net worth individuals to invest in your non-real estate business. Or if you are in real estate, then you can find them to invest in your real estate business. You can use this tool to find people who have millions of dollars in equity in their homes and you can reach out to them via email, telephone, or snail mail. This is the perfect real estate investing tool for wholesalers and real estate agents, real estate investors, and entrepreneurs. I love how easy the PropStream website is to use. With a few clicks, you can review comps in the area or estimate rehab costs prior to purchasing a property. Act now to take advantage of the plethora of properties that have and will continue to hit the market during this time. And best ever listeners, do you know we got something special for you? You're going to receive a free seven-day all-access trial to experience all the features this powerful tool has, and you'll experience it firsthand. Just go to your7dayfreetrial.com. That's Y-O-U-R, the number seven, dayfreetrial.com. Get started with this. Get your seven-day free trial and start growing your business even more so than you have been. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday you're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, best of your listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. My name is Theo Hicks. And today I'll be speaking with Hamza Ali. Hamza, how are you doing today? I'm well. How are you, Theo? 
I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Looking forward to our conversation. But before we get into that, a little bit about Hamza's background. He's the founder of Gray Spear Capital, an asset management company focused on commercial real estate. He's developed and managed a variety of projects in the flex space and a light industrial real estate, as well as has a portfolio consisting of 1,000 apartments in Houston. He's also based in Houston, Texas, and you can say hi to him at graysphericapital.com. So do you mind telling us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on today? Yeah, I'm going to dive just a little bit into my background. I moved to the United States about five years ago from the Middle East. I, I had no real estate experience when I moved here. I found myself buying a piece of land in just outside the city of Houston and then developing it, building some industrial space there, and then selling that project and realizing what a great opportunity this was for anybody to enter real estate development. Bought a second piece of land and then quickly started generating interest from investors who wanted to invest in these deals. Now, I had a unique situation where I had investors who wanted to invest in deals and I didn't have product. I hadn't figured out a way to where... I could have people invest in real estate with me. That to me was a very new concept, something that I, I guess, struggled to understand in the very beginning, but then quickly jumped over to the multifamily space because I found out that those deals make a lot more sense and are very investor friendly because of all the hype the multifamily space really went through in the past five years or so. So that is how I ended up with a thousand doors here in Houston and my flex space days are kind of over. I'm, I'm not really doing anything. I have one last development that I'm building. It's an office warehouse business park. It's a fairly large development. It's a 600,000 square feet of development, roughly. But once that's done, I will be all in in the multifamily space. Perfect. Thanks for sharing that. Before I talk about the multifamily, which I definitely want to focus on, you mentioned that you bought a piece of land in Houston when you first moved here, and you didn't raise capital for that deal. How did you fund that deal? Yeah, so that deal, obviously, when I moved from the Middle East to Houston, I had sold a small business of mine. I had a performance car shop back home, and we were actually one of the first shops to have a rolling dyno placed in from the U.S. placed into my shop. So there was a lot of hype around that shop, and I was able to make a good profit when I sold it. I used those proceeds to process two things. One was to process immigration into the United States. That cost me a little bit, and the rest of the money I used to enter real estate. And that is how I bought that piece of land. Now, when I first moved here, the interesting part of this is I wasn't able to secure financing. So I paid 100%, all of my proceeds, whatever money I had into this piece of land. Oh, wow. Thanks for sharing that. That's awesome that you were able to sell that business and roll that into real estate in the United States. So let's talk about the thousand doors. So first, I'll ask some high level questions. So do you have a full service business where you find acquire, and then manage the deals? Because I know in the beginning, we said that Gray Spear Capital is an asset management company. Do you do all of it or just um, well, certain aspects of it? No, we do all of it. So we have a sister company called Gray Spear Living, and that's our property management company. And we treat it just like a third-party property management company. So we do all our management through that company. But Gray Spear Capital basically sources the deals, acquires the deals, puts the deals together, as investors fund through Gracebeard Capital, and then we kind of manage that deal at an asset management level. And then what are the size of these properties? What's the biggest size, smallest size, and the average size? So smallest size would be our first deal that we invested in that we sold back in 2018. That was a 24-unit deal. 
That was one of our first deals that we bought. The largest one, I think so far, is 172 doors. Average size is right around 100 doors. So I would say about 85 to 100 doors is average for us. Okay, so 1,000 doors, average is 100 doors, so around 10 yeah, uh, 10 so apartments? We, so we're sitting on 11 deals right now. 11 deals, okay. And so that's five years? That's five years, yes. 11 deals in five years. Okay, so you're doing about two deals every year. How many deals do you need to look at in order to do two deals every year? And then on that same note, maybe walk us through your deal sourcing strategies. Deal sourcing now at this point, more deals come to us than we go to them. Obviously, that was different a couple of years ago. I would say the underwriting process has gotten very difficult. 2019 was actually a very tough year for us. We were expecting to acquire a lot more deals than we actually did. We actually only acquired two deals in 2019, just purely due to the fact that the asset price is so high compared to the returns, compared to the yield to cost, I guess, if you call it, or the cap rate that is in play, that it's just become very difficult for us to acquire deals that we consider to be true value adds. So the underwriting process to answer your question is, we probably have to look at about 60 deals and out of 60 deals, maybe one or two would meet our threshold and we'd be satisfied with those. So you got 60 deals coming in and they're actually coming into you. You're not having to do anything now to have those deals come in, but maybe to walk us through what you did originally to create your lead pipeline. Originally to source deals, I joined a real estate investment club. So that was one of the first things I did when I came to Houston. We have a local real estate investors club that meets, I think, every week. And I joined that group just to learn about real estate, just to educate myself on what exactly the real estate market is looking like here. And I wasn't specifically focused on multifamily at the time, but I sourced my first deal through a broker that I met in that club. And it was a 24 unit deal. And I think that's the deal that really helped me build confidence. Because once I bought that deal, I actually ended up leaving the group and just start knocking on brokers' doors and people's doors and telling them, hey, I need more deals. I want to buy. I'm interested. This is my background. This is kind of the projects that I'm working on. In the beginning, I feel like there was a little bit of pushback because I didn't have that track record. So I just had to kind of push through till I got to the right person who would sell me the deal. And through that process, I've actually built great relationships. And till today, I buy deals from almost the same people who sold me deals four or five years ago. When you say knocking on doors, you mean like literally going to their office and knocking on their doors or you more figuratively like calling them? I didn't literally go to people's offices, but by knocking on their doors, meaning I would harass them via emails and phone calls and text if I ever got their cell. And what I did is through the real estate group that I had initially joined, I got to meet a large player in one of the multifamily areas here, the C2B value add spaces. And I would have him him with me to meeting. So if I were ever able to score a meeting, I would just ask him politely that, hey, Carlos, could you come to this meeting with me? And he would come to this meeting. And obviously he had way more knowledge than I did, which made me look, I guess, a little more professional than I was at that time, a little more sophisticated. So that process actually opened many doors for me. Carlos sat in many meetings and I thank him to this day. Me and Carlos remain good friends. And I think probably at the same door count as of right now. Wow. So I really like that strategy of inviting someone who's at the time a lot more successful than you to these meetings with brokers. 
So did you just ask him and he said, sure? Or did you have to do anything in return for him to help you out like that? So it was interesting. He never asked for anything in return. He actually, in fact, also helped me on my first deal by walking the property with me. So I'd give him a call. I'd be like, Carlos, I found this deal. I think it's a good deal. Would you come and inspect it with me? Because you have to understand, I was an immigrant and I had really no background in real estate. And not only did I not have any background, I had background in construction which is what helped me build the flex spaces, but I had no background in real estate investing. So the due diligence process to me was very new. I had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I'd look at a building and I'd be like, okay, looks good. Let's buy it. Obviously that's not the way we do things today, but Carlos actually walked the first deal with me and he had like a checklist, a sheet marked with each apartment. It was very organized. So I use that checklist almost today whenever I acquire deals, just that in memory, I guess. And it's a good checklist. So I would take him, he would know the local lingo, you know, how to structure the debt, where I was going and just add more, I guess, credibility to my name. And people would take me a little more seriously. You know, once you have a person in the room who says, Hey, I currently manage a thousand doors and we're looking to buy this hundred door property. People tend to take you more seriously. And that's the kind of direction that I really needed to get into if I was going to make moves quickly. Otherwise, and I could have done it on my own, I think, but it would have just taken a little longer. Yeah, totally. All right, Hamza, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? My best real estate investing advice ever is try to owner operate your deals if possible. Meaning if you can manage your deals yourself and not third party manage them, Try to do that because I think there's a lot of efficiencies there. I can tell you this from personal experience that I had third-party property management company managing my deals. And although it's not that they did a bad job, it's just that I, I feel like when the dollar is controlled by you, it is wisely spent. And for people investing in real estate, they need to realize that we manage from a valuation standpoint and not from an operational standpoint, right? So every dollar saved is a couple of thousand dollars on your valuation. And once people understand that, I think they really learn the true value of a dollar saved while managing real estate. All right, Hamza, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Go ahead. All right, first, a quick word from our sponsor. PropStream is an all-in-one platform that gives you the tools you need to reach more leads, book more meetings, and close more deals with less work. With PropStream, you can find vacant and off-market properties, locate potential investors, or gain invaluable market insight in seconds. PropStream also features state-of-the-art marketing tools that allow you to send out direct mail postcards and ringless voicemail, which will help you close more deals with less stress. Visit your7dayfreetrial.com to start your free trial and experience all the amazing features PropStream has to offer. That's your7dayfreetrial.com. Are you serious about taking the first step in the gateway to financial freedom? Then join Jake and Gino on a four-week course that will teach you how to become a multifamily real estate investor. Go to jakeandgino.com. That's J-A-K-E-A-N-D-G-I-N-O.com. Okay, what is the best ever book you've recently read? The best book I read or I am reading right now is The Billion Dollar Whale. It's about the 1MDB sovereign wealth fund that turned out to be a scam. If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? I'd start over. The fact is I started once without too much money. I definitely think I can do it again. And I think this time, actually, I should be able to do it faster because I've built all the relationships and kept in touch with all my key contacts. Besides your first deal and your last deal, what was your best ever deal? 
my best ever deal I bought in 2016. It was a 66 unit apartment community. I bought it in the midst of the oil crisis when nobody was buying anything and people were telling me that I was stupid for buying this deal. I 3X'd on that deal as of 2020. What about a deal you lost the most money on? How much did you lose and what lesson did you learn? I lost $800,000 on a deal in the flex space just because I bought a good product in a bad location. And unfortunately, that's something I couldn't turn around as well as I thought I could. What is the best ever way you like to give back? I think the best way I give back is by mentoring others. I run a couple of mastermind Zoom conference calls now with people who are just starting out in the real estate space. And I also have a YouTube channel which I show people all my basically successes, but at the same time, all my mistakes as well. So hopefully they don't make them. Perfect. And then lastly, what is the best ever place to reach you? The best place to reach me would probably be my website. It's htownhamza.com. Perfect. All right, Hamza. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing your story and advice with us. For at least from my perspective, and I think the best ever listener perspective as well, the big three takeaways that I got was one, how you originally found your deals. So you went to a real estate investment club and were able to find your first 24-unit deal through a broker you met there. And then after that, you had left the meetup group and started to hypothetically knock on people's doors, but you were emailing them, calling them, and if you had their number, texting them, letting them that you wanted to buy deals and that these are some of the same brokers you continue to buy deals from today. So that was number one. And I guess maybe number two is also part of number one as well. But when you mentioned how you asked Carlos from your meetup group to come join you at these meetings with brokers and lenders and other real estate professionals that you were meeting. And at the time he controlled about a thousand doors and just having him in the room with you allows you to, to expedite how quickly you were able to buy those a thousand doors because you were able to leverage his, his expertise. So exactly. So I leveraged his lingo and his expertise and that helped build credibility on my end. Exactly. And then lastly, number three, your best ever advice, which is to try to owner operate your deals as much as possible, which means managing the deals yourself. There's a lot more efficiencies that way. And when the dollar is controlled by you, it is more wisely spent and that people need to realize that for every dollar that is saved, so by saving that property management fee, you're able to add thousands and thousands of dollars to the valuation of the property. So those are my three takeaways. Hamza, I appreciate you coming on the show again. Best of listeners as always. Thank you for listening. Have a best ever day, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for having me.